Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to another episode of this podcast that still has no name, but you already know we're talking about the New York Mets. We just finished wrapping up another series against the Miami Marlins, where we took two out of three from the Marlins. I would have liked to sweep. We definitely could have swept, especially after going one for 13 with runners in scoring position in this third game against the Marlins. But two out of three will take it any day of the week. Um, look, it was another pretty good series from the Mets. Uh, the pitching was was pretty good. The The batting was there. Francisco Lindor had a pretty good series again, again against the Marlins. Hit a home run on Friday. Um, you know, he seems to be uh, playing a little better, uh, hitting a little better uh, as of late, but he can't seem to get over that 250 batting average. Um, I think once he, he breaks that threshold, I, I think it's all up for him. So, but I mean, other than that, uh, the Mets will still be in first place at the end of today. At worst, four games back. Uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> at worst, four games up on the Atlanta Braves, depending on what the Braves do t later tonight against the Dodgers. The Mets still have a plus 67 run differential, 23 and 17 away from City Field at home. They're 24 and 10. Look, all things considered, all things considered, the Mets have done pretty damn good. All right. Uh, we can't get too down on this team because, you know, at the end of the at the end of the day, considering everything, they're still playing uh, six thirty five baseball. I mean, you know, considering all the players that were missing, especially key players. OK, like two aces. All right. We've been missing McCann, whatever he contributes to the team. Obviously, we've been missing McNeil these past few games. Awful bottom of the lineup, which I mentioned in the last episode, man. That that, that bottom of the lineup is has been pretty, uh, pretty terrible to say the least. So when you put all those things together, um, the fact that we have forty seven wins, the fact that we're playing six thirty five baseball, I think that says a lot about this team. Uh, what really says a lot about the Mets to me is Buck Showalter. You can tell. The guys are in love with Buck Showalter, as as I am as a fan. Um, <clears throat> you know, before Buck was was hired, I really wanted Buck Showalter as the manager. I think he brings a totally different perspective to the team in regards to baseball, his knowledge, the way he handles the New York media, his post game interviews. There's not really much more I can say about Buck Showalter that we don't know at this point. I think we're all seeing it. I'm I'm super happy that he was chosen as our manager. And he is so knowledgeable. Remember against the Dodgers, he, he challenged the play where the Dodgers tried to bring in a reliever. Uh, or, I'm sorry, the, the, the Dodgers tried to bring in a position player, but they weren't up by six runs. Uh, they were only up by five at the at the time, I believe. Dodgers weren't allowed to do that. Showalter pointed that out. The umpires got together, and it was a successful challenge, if you will, by Buck Showalter. 
and then Friday night, uh, you know, a double challenge uh, that the Mets ended up winning all on the same play. Really amazing. If, if you didn't watch the play, uh, you know, you had McNeil run into second. The Marlins second baseman ghost tagged McNeil. The umpire called him out. And then the throw to first uh, was also called uh, out with Marte running to first. And, you know, the replay was obvious that McNeil was not tagged. And, I mean, Buck Showalter just being alert and having a deep knowledge of the game, having knowledge of the ground rules at every stadium. Like, man, the old man knows what's up. Like, he's, you know, he hasn't won a World Series, but he has the best interest of the players. And, um, you know, he's he's a manager. He's a He's a manager with with a really good heart and, again, just good knowledge of baseball. You know what I'm saying? And you can tell that the team, the players are are all in on the guy. And it's a complete a complete turnaround to what us Mets fans are used to with Mickey Calloway and uh, Luis Rojas. It's just, it's really a breath of fresh air, man. There's really not much more we can say about the guy and what he's done. So... You know, real proud of of uh, of having Buck Showalter as our manager. Um, you know, the other thing that sticks out to me, I'm not going to talk too much about the Marlins series. It's a series that I expected us to win. Obviously, uh, you know, I expected us to to sweep it also. But like I said earlier, two out of three, I'll take it any day. Um, so I'm not going to go through all the numbers and stats and all that shit. Um, what I really like about the Mets is that it seems that, and when I say the Mets, I mean the organization, it seems that they are being very cautious with the players. Not much is getting leaked in regards to injured players, and they are taking it very slow. With the with with the owners before, which I'm not going to give them any clout, I'm not going to mention their names, but with our previous owners, it seemed like they just didn't care and this goes to the GM also it seems like they didn't care and they just rushed players back just to be able to say they put some ass in the seats and these Mets although I'm sure they care about that they care about the bottom line they also care about the long-term success of the Mets and the fact that we're not rushing back these players really means a lot it means a lot to me as a fan right because we pay our hard-earned money to watch these guys and buy their jerseys and buy hats and things like that but they're also you know they're also looking out for the better of the player and the team as a whole so the long-term vision of the Mets is there they understand that although as great as Max Scherzer is and as much as a competitor that Max Scherzer is, they realize, and I and I think Max Scherzer also realizes this as he's at his you know tail end of his career, that they need him for the long run. So I love that. I love that as a fan. I love that. And you know the. The other good part is that we have a little bit of a cushion. We started off really well and we're continuing to play really well. So we kind of have that cushion to where, you know what, 
they can, uh, you know, heal up 100%. As, you know, before, maybe, yeah, the Mets weren't in position to afford any losses, but at the same time, you got to, you got to be cautious with the, with the health of the players, okay? Um, so, you know, the fact that McNeil hasn't gone on the 10-day IL but is available but hasn't really played, you know, that says a lot, I think. They're, they're, they're looking out for the better of the team and the players, and that's good to finally see with this team. So, uh, so yeah, that's what I think about the Mets and them being cautious with uh, with the players this this season. The other thing, look, Eduardo Escobar is playing like shit, okay? Uh, I mean, there's really no other way to put it. There's no really other way that I can put it to you. Uh, I will tell you the truth. I think we all know it by now. Escobar is playing like crap. And when McNeil is available to start, I mean, we should really consider moving Guillaume to third base. I mean, at this point, you you cannot you cannot take Guillaume's glove off the field. And he's probably a better hitter than Escobar is right now. Either that or you can put McNeil at third, which I've never been a huge fan of. I think he belongs at second base. But the double play combination of Luis Guillorme and Francisco Lindor is probably tops in the majors. Um, they have turned some magnificent double plays. We cannot afford to lose that glove. So, although I do not, although I'm not in favor of McNeil playing third base, I would be okay with it because Guillorme deserves to be playing second base right now. Um, I mean, there's no other way to put it. And McNeil, and McNeil has not been bad at second base, by the way. It's just that Guillorme has been that good. So, uh, you know, I tweeted out earlier at Raw and Cut Sports about, you know, possibly Buck Showalter tweaking the lineup a little bit because the bottom of the lineup is really not producing at all. Uh, they're all playing like shit. Uh, at the plate, you know, I mean, to go one for thirteen with runners in scoring position is 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 pathetic. Um, but the fact is that the bottom of the lineup really hasn't been doing anything <clears throat> all season long, and I I I'm hoping that Buck Showalter after this Houston Astros series on Tuesday and Wednesday, then we play the Rangers and the Reds. I think that is a good time to play with the lineup a little bit. Uh, I've always said this season that the versatility of the Mets roster is is uh, it's there. It's good. I think they're uh, the the um, the opportunity to manipulate the lineup and and move hitters up and down the lineup is there. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like you can really massage this lineup any way you want. And part of it is that we miss McNeil. He extends the lineup quite a bit. He's only one player, but he ex he really extends it quite a bit. So I'm hoping that for the Texas Rangers series and the Cincinnati Reds series, maybe Buck tweaks it a little bit. Not much. You don't have to go crazy. Nothing like that. But 
try something different. I think it's a good opportunity to, to, to try something and, you know, see if it works. And if it works, you got to roll with it because as we get deeper into the season, we can't be playing with the lineup. You know what I'm saying? We need to throw our regulars out there. So let's find out now at the end of June before the All-Star break what works and what doesn't. That is just my opinion. Um, that's just my opinion. So hopefully, um, you know, hopefully it comes to, to, to fruition and we get to see, a, you know, a little tune-up, let's say. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty much all I have. This was the Mets' first losing road trip of the season, by the way. All right. First losing road trip. All right. We went on the road to Colorado. Then we went to L.A. Then we went to uh, San Diego. We, we finished that road trip five and five. Again, consider everything. Players that we did not have. All right. We went out to San Francisco. We had, I think it was between Philly and San Fran, that, that road trip maybe. I can't quite remember. But that wasn't a losing road trip. So to be playing 635 ball towards the end of June, and just now, suffering our first losing road trip of the season, man, you can only be positive about this team, all right? The June swoon is no longer, it doesn't exist, all right? So, pretty damn good. And it, just one thing in regards to today's game, it was a walk-off home run by the Marlins uh, off of Adam Adovino. Look, I'm not going to kill the guy, all right? He's not going to get down on himself. I don't think he should. I think that post-game interview that he, he had today, I have no issues with, with what he said. And if we're killing him for giving up a freaking walk-off home run after the month of June that Adovino has had, then you're either not a real Mets fan or you are just, uh, I don't know, a fucking bot on Twitter. I don't know what to say about you. But in June, all right? Adam Adovino has pitched 10, point, 10 and two-thirds innings, a .84 ERA, a .66 whip, a .152 batting average against, 10 strikeouts, two base on balls, and that one earned run that just came today. So I sure hells ain't going to fucking kill the guy and there's no reason why I don't and I don't know what the question was, but there's no reason Adam Adovino should get down on himself. You got a day off on Monday, you come back Tuesday and Wednesday, get ready for these Astros, and and that's it. That's all you can do, and you move forward. All right, the Mets are playing too well to dwell on, you know, the last game. So that's what I think about that. Uh, if you don't follow me, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Raw and Cut Sports. Make sure you like and subscribe to uh, this anchor channel. I'm still trying to find a freaking name for this. I don't have one. I'll take suggestions. Um, you know, I uh, I love talking Mets. I love love talking uh, you know football and basketball as well. But the Mets is uh, you know they hold a special place in my heart. So look. We got to look forward to uh, these Astros. They're a tough bunch. Uh, they're going to have Jose Pena back. Michael Brantley, I think, has a shoulder discomfort. Um, so who knows if he plays on Tuesday. Um, so we'll see uh, Garcia and Carrasco match up on Tuesday again, this time at City Field. 
hopefully we can take one out of two from from the Astros. The Astros are, are you know, I mean, we already saw they're they're, they're a good team. So, uh, you know, I'm I'm hoping for one out of two. I'll take that a split against the Astros. So. Make sure you tune in. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll catch you on the next one.